So here's a lesson in time management, the Olympic athlete who's a full-time teacher. Hello and welcome back to Destination Tokyo, 10 minutes of daily Olympic and Paralympic chat. And as the beast from the East returns, a man who'll be spending hours and hours this week training outdoors. He was an Olympian in Rio, fourth in the marathon in the Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast and assistant principal at Beecham College in Leicestershire. It's Team Ireland's Kevin Seawood. Hi Mark, really nice to see you again. Promise not to mention the rugby? Oh, not today, not today. I think it was a, it was a, it was a non-starter after a player sent off in the first 15 minutes really, wasn't it? Okay, let me move on then to you having two jobs effectively. Um, and most Olympians that I've spoken to, I think every Olympian I've spoken to on this podcast has been a full-time funded athlete, but you've got a full-time job in teaching. I do, yeah. Um, and often people, when people ask me, how do you, how do you work around both? Um, I actually think that without, without going to work every day, without going to school, I find training a whole lot more difficult. Um, I like the routine it gives me. Um, I like the, the idea that I have to fit training in at certain times and, and lunch and dinner come at a certain time around that. So the routine really helps, uh, which is which is not the answer people most normally expect to hear. Um, but I definitely like having uh, a career in education that I love and a career in sport that I that I love equally as much. But with your sport, which demands a lot of time on the road running, how how do you manage to do that? You know, where where do you get your routine? So my first run is normally when, when a lot of people are still fast asleep um, in dreamland. Often I'm asleep uh, most of the way through it too, I should say. But I leave leave about quarter to six, six o'clock in the morning. Some days I'll run towards school. My wife works at a, a, a high school quite close to mine. So I'd run most of the way there. She'd pick me up, the porridge in the car. I'd drop her at school and, and mosey on to, to Beecham. Uh, and then pick up my way back, jump out of the car and do my second run on the way home. So that's one way of kind of developing the routine of getting it in is as a, as a run mute, so to speak, run, run to and from school. Other days I, I meet some of the local runners in Loughborough and we're out 6am um, around the streets. So it's it's never that lonely. Developing that routine is helpful and, and having someone to run with uh, is definitely a big bonus or somewhere to run to kind of keeps that motivation nice and high. You've picked the right place to find people to run with, though, haven't you, Loughborough? I can't imagine there's many other places where if you say, I'm going to go for a run at 6am, people are happy to join you. But definitely, um, in terms of facilities and in terms of local running routes, it's, it's fantastic. And you say then that actually the balance is good for you. It keeps you mentally active and keeps you sane. I, I, absolutely. I think when I, when I go into work, if I've had a good training session, if I've had a bad training session, it really doesn't matter. It's, it stops at the door and the... You know, to the children, you ran 10 miles today. It doesn't matter how fast it was. They they think it's great. And then when I come come out of work, running's a nice catharsis, a nice release from that. So it's kind of mutually beneficial in, in both respects. So, yeah, developing that, that sort of routine between them, between both worlds and balancing both worlds has been really helpful for me. And when you're running, where's your mind? Is it on your performance or is it on your teaching job? It, it, if I'm being honest, it, it, I shouldn't really say this. It should be saying I'm focused when I'm running, entirely on running. But that's not always the case. It does kind of travel and, 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 and fluctuate over over the duration of the run. If I'm out there for two hours, then uh, I'm often dreamland sometimes. I think of the weirdest of things, no doubt. But but often when I'm running, I'm just enjoying being being out there and enjoying the fresh air. And especially now, more than more than ever, 
I'm, I'm not taking running for granted and I'm enjoying what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing and the sort of senses that come with it. When I'm in work, it's sometimes a different story. I'm looking out the window dreaming that I was out running. But, but yeah, it's, it's hard. Over, over a long run, yeah, your mind just jumps. Just thinking of championships, when you're out in Rio, that was the school holidays, but I was over in the Gold Coast and saw you finish the fourth on that blistering hot day. But from my memory, that was right at the end of the school holidays. So how does it work with, with schooling? Most games are in the summer, so European champs, world champs, uh, Olympic games. It means that I've not really needed the request. Time off school. The Commonwealth Games was in Easter. My school were really accommodative. The, the governors and the school governance gave me the full time off. Um, they said there was no problems whatsoever. Uh, and they were just proud that I was out in Australia representing Ireland, or Northern Ireland, of course, but representing the school at the Commonwealth Games. Did you have a quick turnaround when you came back? Yeah, so uh, the race was on the Sunday, um, and we flew back the next morning with time difference, etc. I was back into work. Uh, so I arrived into London really early in the morning, hopped in on the train and was back in Loughborough for 8am, 9am, and managed to make it into work by lunch. Uh, so straight back in. Yeah. After a 24-hour flight? More, yeah, yeah straight, after, straight after the flight, yeah. So I was... Uh, Strip, strip back up in the train, short changed in my, my uh, school PE uniform and back into work. Um, I mean, at that stage, I'm, I'm not going to be running for, for probably a couple of weeks after that anyway. Uh, so a little bit of tiredness I can, I can deal with. I was just really glad to get, to get back into sort of my day-to-day life, really. I mentioned the weather there. Can we just talk about the weather this week? You're getting up at six in the morning. I mean, I've just looked at the forecast and some days it's like minus five, minus six in the morning. Well, there's, there's been mornings where I've put the sheets back over my head and threatened not to get out of bed. Uh, it's definitely been it's been a challenging winter. Um, I looked at the weather forecast for the rest of this week and it said 28 hours of continuous snow. I'm glad that I, I, I over the, the first lockdown, we, we decided to convert the garage. Uh, and we built a gym. For me, it's all about being outside. As long as it's not too dangerous, then it's not too icy or too slippy, then wrapping up in the, in the right kit. Um, I think I was told as a... 13-year-old student playing fields in, in Belfast. There's no such thing as, as bad weather. It's just wrong clothes. So wrap up well, hats, gloves, scarves, and off you go. And of course, it will be the other extreme in Tokyo or north of Tokyo. You know, the heat and the humidity sound incredible, really. The Olympics in Rio and, and the experience of the heat in, in the Gold Coast, um, I'm able to sort of draw on a lot, of, a lot of that experience if I'm lucky enough to be selected to, to go to Sapporo uh, at the Tokyo Olympics. Um, the, they were very different experiences, actually. Rio was very humid, very high humidity, and temperature was sort of mid-20s, but, but really, really humid. And dealing with that type of conditions is, is a little bit different to dealing with what we, what we experienced in, in the Gold Coast with the raw sort of high heat. It was over 30 degrees by the end of the marathon. I think it's how you approach your preparation in terms of uh, exposure to those types of temperatures in the build-up. We've developed the garage, we've, we've built an area that can, we can heat up artificially in the corner of that. And we're sort of working with a physiologist at Athletics North Ireland and Athletics Ireland to sort of think ahead. Uh, should, should I be lucky enough to, of course, make the, uh, make, make the games? What do you need to do to make the games? We had a criteria. It's all been set out. So it was running run inside the Olympic qualifying time of uh, 2.11.30. And I did that last February, uh, 2.10 in, in Seville, um, which is perfect timing with the games due to be in the in the August. But with the delay now, the time is the same. It's just a bit more of a, an extended window. For me, it's just um, I'm not going to get another marathon at this stage. Um, I can't really travel anywhere too far with, with work. 
was having the quarantine and stuff, it wouldn't really wouldn't really work out for me. So it's kind of just um, have confidence in my performances that I have been able to do. So I ran a half marathon PB in October, but were enough to, to, to sort of gain selection. Can I just go back to your day job, uh, the teaching and lockdown? I mean, I, I just worry for young people. I mean, your subject is PE. You're not doing PE. These young people have had two months, three months, several months in the last year when they've not been doing any physical activity. What's your take on that, Kevin? I think it's really difficult. Um, to the, to the, I think that in terms of the academics, schools have put in really strong provision now uh, with online support and live lessons and sort of a hybrid blend of teaching live and, and sort of setting tasks and project-based learning for the students. Um, and most schools are sort of following the, the research from uh, various foundations and DFE to sort of make sure that that academic offer is good. Uh, what is much more complex is the the physical and the emotional offer that, that's in, in place for students. So um, a lot of schools are making emotional phone calls, sort of checking in student welfare and providing packages and stuff for parents to sort of help support the child uh, when they're not able to socialise with their peers, because that's a massive part, of course. Um, and the physical side of it, we, we can encourage parents that in that one hour a day to, to ensure that the children are outside and they are being physically active away from the computer games uh, even in the bad weather now, getting in those sort of 30, 40 minutes of physical activity every day, um, it doesn't have to be running, although I would love it to be. Uh, there's lots of other things that they can do. So I think it's really important that, that I was going to say students, that children remain remain active for their physical and emotional well-being and that the schools do provide that little bit of wraparound offer to help with the social and emotional side of things when the, when the children are at home. Well, hopefully uh, it'll be back to normal in a few weeks' time. We're all really hopeful. Yeah, I think, I think most students and, um, and most teachers and most parents, for that matter, uh, are really keen to have children back in school as soon as it's safe to do so. Um, and we're all hoping sooner rather than later. Look, Kev, thank you very much for this. I'll be thinking of you at six o'clock every morning this week, minus five in the snow. Thanks, Mark. Uh, no doubt if you want to put on your kit and uh, at any stage, you can you can join me for a virtual run um, outdoors in the, in the lovely conditions. Brilliant. All the best for the coming months. Thank you very much. And with thanks to Kevin, that's it from today's Destination Tokyo. Just a reminder, making these podcasts to try and raise money for Maggie's Cancer Centres, which offer both emotional and practical support for cancer patients. They've been amazing to my family over the last year. And if you can spare a few pounds, go along to justgiving.co.uk and search Destination Tokyo. And any contribution I'll be grateful for. But that's it for today. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye.